Section 15 of The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Morgan Scorpion. The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 2 by Robert Burton. Section 15. Partition 2, Section 2, Member 5. Waking and terrible dreams rectified. As waking that hurts, by all means must be avoided, so sleep, which so much helps, by like ways, must be procured, by nature or art, inward or outward medicines, and be protracted longer than ordinary, if it may be, as being an especial help. It moistens and fattens the body, concocts and helps digestion, as we see in dormice and those alpine mice that sleep all winter, which Gesner speaks of, when they are found sleeping under the snow in the dead of winter, as fat as butter. It expels cares, pacifies the mind, refresheth the weary limbs after long work. Somne quies rerum, placidissime somne deorum, pax animi, quem cura fugit, qui corpora duris. Besser ministeriis mulces reparasque labore. Sleep, rest of things, O pleasing deity, peace of the soul which cares doth crucify, weary bodies refresh and mollify. The chiefest thing in all physic, Paracelsus calls it, omnia arcana gemarum superans et metallorum. The fittest time is two or three hours after supper, when as the meat is now settled at the bottom of the stomach. And tis good to lie on the right side first, because at that side the liver doth rest under the stomach, not molesting any way, but heating him as a fire doth a kettle, that is put to it. After the first sleep, tis not amiss to lie on the left side, that the meat may the better descend, and sometimes again on the belly, but never on the back. Seven or eight hours is a competent time for a melancholy man to rest, as Crater thinks. But as some do, to lie in bed and not sleep, a day or half a day together, to give assent to pleasing conceits and vain imaginations, is many ways pernicious. To procure this sweet, moistening sleep, it is best to take away the occasions, if it be possible, that hinder it, and then to use such inward or outward remedies which may cause it. Constat hodie, saith Boisardus in his tract De Magia, chapter 4. Multus ita fascinari ut noctes integras exigent insomnes, summa, inquietudine animorum et corporum. Many cannot sleep for witches and fascinations, which are too familiar in some places. They call it dare alicui malam noctem. But the ordinary causes are heat and dryness, which must first be removed. A hot and dry brain never sleeps well. Grief, fears, cares, expectations, anxieties, great business, in orum ultramque otiose ut dormius, and all violent perturbations of the mind must in some sort be qualified before we can hope for any good repose. He that sleeps in the daytime, or is in suspense, fear, any way troubled in mind, or goes to bed upon a full stomach, may never hope for quiet rest in the night. Nec enim meritoria somnus admittunt as the poet saith, 
inns and such like troublesome places are not for sleep one calls ostler another tapster one cries and shouts another sings hoops halloos absentum cantat amicam multa prolutus vapa nauta atque viator who not accustomed to such noises can sleep amongst them he that will intend to take his rest must go to bed animo securo quieto et libero with a secure and composed mind in a quiet place omnia noctes erunt placida composta quiete and if that will not serve or may not be obtained to seek then such means as are requisite to lie in clean linen and sweet before he goes to bed or in bed to hear sweet music which Ficinus commends book one chapter four or as jobertus book three chapter ten to read some pleasant author till he be asleep to have a basin of water still dropping by his bedside or to lie near that pleasant murmur lene sonantis aquae some floodgates arches falls of water like london bridge or some continuate noise which may benumb the senses lenis motus silentium et tenebra tum et ipsa voluntas somnus faciunt as a gentle noise to some procure sleep so which bernardinus telesius liber de somno well observes silence in a dark room and the will itself is most available to others piso commends frications andrew borde a good draught of strong drink before one goes to bed i say a nutmeg and ale or a good draught of muscadine with a toast and nutmeg or a posset of the same which many use in a morning but methinks for such as have dry brains are much more proper at night some prescribe a sup of vinegar as they go to bed a spoonful saith aetius tetra biblos book two chapter ten book six chapter ten egit netta book three chapter fourteen piso a little after meat because it rarefies melancholy and procures an appetite to sleep donatus and mercurialis approve of it if the malady proceed from the spleen salustius salvianus book two chapter one de remediis hercules de saxonia in aelinus montaltus de morbibus capitis chapter twenty eight de melancholia are altogether against it lodovicus mercatus in some cases doth allow it Rassus seems to deliberate of it though simeon commends it in source peradventure he makes a question of it as for baths fomentations oils potions simples or compounds inwardly taken to this purpose i shall speak of them elsewhere if in the midst of the night when they lie awake which is usual to toss and tumble and not sleep manzovius would have them if it be in warm weather to rise and walk three or four turns till they be cold about the chamber and then go to bed again against fearful and troublesome dreams incubus and such inconveniences wherewith melancholy men are molested the best remedy is to eat a light supper and of such meats as are easy of digestion no hare venison beef etc not to lie on his back nor to meditate or think in the daytime of any terrible objects or especially talk of them before he goes to bed for as he said in lucian after such conference hecates somniare mihi videor i can think of nothing but hobgoblins and as tully notes for the most part our speeches in the daytime cause our fantasy to work upon the like in our sleep which ennius writes of homer et carnis insomnis leporis vestigia latrat 
as a dog dreams of a hare, so do men on such subjects they thought on last. Somnia quae mentes ludunt volitantibus umbris, nec delubra deum, nec ab aethere numina mitunt, sed sibi quisque facit, etc. For that cause when Ptolemy, king of Egypt, had posed the seventy interpreters in order, and asked the nineteenth man what would make one sleep quietly in the night, he told them the best way was to have divine and celestial meditations, and to use honest actions in the daytime. Lodovicus Vives wonders how schoolmen could sleep quietly, and were not terrified in the night or walk in the dark. They had such monstrous questions, and thought of such terrible matters all day long. They had need, amongst the rest, to sacrifice to God Morpheus, whom Philostratus paints in a white and black coat, with a horn and ivory box full of dreams, of the same colours, to signify good and bad. If you will know how to interpret them, read Artemidorus, Sambucus, and Cardan. But how to help them, I must refer you to a more convenient place. End of section 15